In this bulletin, tactics of the No campaign for indigenous voice to parliament criticised. Revelation, the West Australian government about to scrap its newly adopted Aboriginal cultural heritage law. And move to crack down on tax advisor misconduct. The Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians, Jacinta Price, has criticised the Albanese government's Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. She says the Prime Minister has ignored any advice and has refused to adopt a bipartisan approach, such as splitting the referendum into two questions, one about recognition and another about legislation, legislating a voice to Parliament. If he's happy to drop the referendum, well, that'd be good. Leave it alone. Uh, make constitutional recognition uh, an issue for another day, perhaps. Maybe legislate a model of a voice and demonstrate to the Australian people that it can be effective. Uh, if, if any of those things are on the table, perhaps we might listen. But otherwise, I say good luck to the Prime Minister at this stage. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has ignored claims the success of the referendum is unlikely, saying there's a long way to go before Australians enter the ballot box. Former Nationals MP Andrew Gee says if the conservative side of politics continues to campaign negatively against the voice, they risk alienating large sections of voters. Mr Gee quit the Nationals because of the party's stance on the upcoming referendum on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Speaking on a panel at Gama, the Yolnu Cultural Festival held in northeastern Emland, Mr. Gee criticised the methods of the conservative side, warning if the referendum failed, the coalition would risk losing more seats to independents. If the conservative side of politics thinks that opposing the voice in the way that they are, in, for example, labelling the voice Orwellian or saying that it's going to re-racialise Australia. If people think that is the way to political salvation, they've got rocks in their head. Support for constitutionally enshrined Indigenous voice to Parliament appears to have dropped below 50% in every state and territory and remains ahead of the no vote in only two states. This is according to a news poll, a news poll demographic analysis published by the Australian Today. However, there are also people who are still undecided on their vote. Independent Senator Jackie Lambie told Channel 9 there needs to be an alternate plan for Indigenous Australian communities if the referendum fails. You know, there's no reason why we need to be um, sitting here stagnant and we can't be rolling things out while, the voices, um, while this voice uh, situation is going on. So we're ready whether it gets up or down. What is your plan of attack? Mm. Are you going to sit at the table for the next two years without putting anything into these communities? What are you doing? But mm. something I think, you know, someone needs to have a plan of attack here, either way, whether it goes up or down. The West Australian government says a final decision about changes to its controversial cultural heritage laws can be expected soon. It comes amid reports the government plans to scrap the month-old legislation. Deputy Premier Rita Safioti says the government has continued to consult with stakeholders and denies the federal government had pressured it to abandon the new laws. According to the West Australian, the Labour government foreshadowed a backflip on the, a backflip on the legislation at a briefing with resources companies and Indigenous groups last Friday. 
Mr. Fioti says no final decision has been reached and no option has been ruled out. Independent Till MP Katie Cheney has introduced the Restoring Trust Bill, which looks to improve political transparency. The bill has 13 reforms with broad support from the crossbench. It proposes a host of changes, including revealing who is funding a candidate, real-time disclosure of all political donations over $1,000, as well as banning lies in political campaigns. The bill also bans political donations from what Ms. Cheney described as social harm industries such as tobacco, alcohol and gambling in a bid to ensure decisions are made in the interest of Australians. Ms. Cheney says the bill extends upon the work of the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Now you won't see this bill coming from the major parties. Uh, they are keen to maintain the status quo, protect their funding sources and reduce political competition. The crossbench has a proud history of holding government to account and changing the conversation on political reform. The government will introduce new provisions to strengthen tax laws to prevent scandals like the PricewaterhouseCoopers leak. The government will implement remaining recommendations from the independent review of the Tax Practitioners Board, while the Treasury Department will review penalty and secrecy laws. Senator Deborah O'Neill, who has been central to uncovering information about the PwC tax leak, says the government has responded appropriately to the findings. I'm really, really pleased to see that the work of the Treasurer, the Finance Minister, the Attorney General and the Assistant Treasurer have collectively determined a response to what Australians rightly have been disgusted by uh, in terms of the PwC behaviour. Certainly taking confidential information from Australian citizens and sending that information into a product to be, profit, uh, to be profited from by PwC and then sending it to the US as Project North America was an egregious breach of trust with the Australian people. Health Minister Mark Butler says the government is determined to deliver confidence to the community pharmacy sector as cheaper medicines are introduced. From September 1, millions of patients living with an ongoing health condition will be able to receive twice the medication for the cost of a single prescription. The Liberal Party and pharmacy lobby are critical of the move, saying aged care residents and older Australians will bear the extra costs for pharmacies. But Mr Butler says the government is committed to reinvesting money saved from the new measure, as well as an additional $350 million investment for pharmacy services delivered in residential aged care. The health minister also took aim at what he described as scare campaigns by the Liberal Party and the pharmacy lobby. Pharmacy lobby and the Liberal Party have, have tried to scare vulnerable aged care residents that they would have to pay extra because of this measure to save um, 6 million patients uh, from having to get their, pharmacy, their, their prescription filled every single month. Uh, this is a cynical scare campaign from the pharmacy lobby that should be rejected. An investigation centre has been established following a tragic house fire in Queensland's Russell Island that killed a father and his five children. Detective Superintendent Andrew Max. Andrew Massingham is Regional Crime Coordinator for the Brisbane region and says the centre has been established after it was found some elements of Sunday's fire require closer scrutiny. He says it is yet to be determined whether or not the fire should be treated as suspicious, but a crime scene has been declared. 
that I tell you that we are keeping an open mind with respect to this matter and as I say no determination has been made but there are some aspects of it that require further investigation. Um, the elements that need further uh, investigation or clarification must remain confidential at this time as there are a number of persons yet to be interviewed and versions taken. A new monitoring system is to be established in Victoria's hospitals after there was found to be a sharp rise in preventable deaths and serious harm, particularly in children. Victoria recorded 240 sentinel events in 2021 to 222, an event where an unexpected incident results in death or serious physical or psychological harm to a patient as a result of system and process deficiencies. This was a 43% increase on the year before when 168 events were recorded. The rise has prompted the state government to create Safer Care for Kids, a family-led support service to improve the treatment of children in emergency care. Safer Care for Kids is designed to give parents and carers an alternative pathway to raise concerns if they feel they are not being listened to. The New South Wales government is investing $5.8 million into providing housing for women and children across New South Wales who are fleeing domestic and family violence. The funding will go towards the development of 11 units with services on site to support those fleeing domestic violence. New South Wales Minister for the Prevention of Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault, Jody Harrison, says there will be accommodation for more than 2,900 women and children leaving family and domestic violence every year by 2026 when all three tranches of the crisis accommodation are expected to be rolled out. It's a really innovative model because it provides wraparound services to women and children on site, but as I said, importantly, Importantly, this will provide independent living where women and children who are leaving family and domestic violence can have the dignity and the independence on site and they can live in their own places. And to sport, a mural celebrating the Matildas has been unveiled at Sydney's iconic Bondi Beach Sea Wall. The mural was painted by internationally acclaimed artist Daniel Weber and designed by Football Australia creative manager Ryan Osso. Daniel Weber says the painting took over 100 year hours to complete. She says it's an honour to celebrate the Matildas through this art. In a male-dominant industry, uh, their stories resonate with me and I think what more than to create a beautiful mural, mural to celebrate them. But I think it's a beautiful way to connect to the audience and connect to their fans uh, and also just inspire people across the country. The Matildas are up against Denmark tonight in their first qualifying match of the tournament. Australia will be through to the quarterfinals if they secure a victory. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome sunny 31 degrees, Perth partly cloudy 23, Adelaide partly cloudy as well 16 degrees, Melbourne similar conditions 15, Hobart cloudy 15, Albury Wodonga sunny 16, Canberra partly cloudy 16, Wollongong partly cloudy as well 17 degrees, Sydney showers 18, Newcastle scattered showers 17, Brisbane possible shower 23, Townsville mostly sunny 26, Cairns similar conditions 25, Alice Springs, sunny 23, Darwin, sunny 32, and the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.